<laughs> oh goodness gracious! For those of you lucky enough to be seeing this right now, some some of the dogs are there listen. I don't know if you've heard that shoot, but some some people listen. Weird, but if you can see it right now, <laughs> I'm joined by Brock Lesnar slash Bob O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy shoot, how you doing, pal? That's going good, man. <laughs> this is going to be the whole episode. Is just us laughing at this cowboy hat and bowler tie. It's the tie. The tie is way funnier. <laughs> okay, explain to the beat. I mean, I don't know if you even need to with this audience. But like this, this just explain briefly the tie because that is a good bit. In fairness, well, yeah, we found out that Bob doesn't own a tie as an adult male. Um, <laughs> what, was the, what was the quote he said to you in the DMs? It was like, "I just, I just go with a buttoned-up shirt and give him hell, bro." Yeah. <laughs> just give it my best shot. This appears to be popping, everyone. This may need to be my new look. Oh, this is classic. <laughs> okay, this is good stuff. This is very, very good stuff. Um, have you have you heard this, by the way? This what Bob has said he's going to do at 200 patrons? Yeah. yeah, we're holding him to that. I mean, we've got it, right? I mean, our current rate, brother, if you keep drawing the houses the way you have, we're going to be there in about three weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's that has to be its own thing, too. Like, that needs to be yeah. its own stream that's just Bob... <laughs> Doing the New Age Outlaws intro. <laughs> We're just watching him for two hours. He's just trying to get it right. Hang on a second. Hang on. <laughs> the rest of us will just have our microphones muted. we got to have the whole gang here for that. Yes, we do. And speaking of that, later on, I think we should promote our little, our new Friday show, which is your invention, really. You, you basically explained this to me while it was the logo was being created. Um, but first, listen, we have about an hour and a half here. Let's do some AW talk. <laughs> Let's do some, okay? Let's do, let's do a little bit. Tonight is a weird night. Shoot, I'm going to be honest with you. I, this is this may be a hot take. Weird start for Fleet Week. But I'm going to throw it out there. I don't feel the hype I expected to for Punk. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I'm not alone? No. I mean, I think it'll... And it's funny because this is like the third... We've done this three weeks... And this is the third week in a row. We've been like, something doesn't feel right about <laughs> Dynamite tonight. And then, but yeah, I think it's just, uh, I mean, let's be honest, the lineup itself's not that strong. Right. Um, and yeah, they have, I mean, they've, they've focused a lot on Rampage, but they haven't, we haven't really heard anything about what he's doing tonight. Um, I mean, I think he's probably opening the show again, I would assume. Um, Maybe. I don't know, because they want main events. That's true, but I, aren't you still running the risk? We were talking. I mean, they're just yeah. going to chant for him the whole time, aren't they? Okay, so here's the thing. I mean, Orange I and Matt Hardy is one of those matches that I don't think it's a big deal. I think their spreadsheets tell them it's a very big deal. Because Matt has yeah. all done good numbers. That's true. That could so, be the main event. Yeah, I would rather it not be. <laughs> <laughs> But like I don't know, I have a, I have a very controversial take on the Matt Hardy thing. Like we'll get to that later. But I don't know, it's a weird vibe. Like I'm, when the show starts, you and I are going to be DMing, popping huge, and like oh my god, it's a great show. But but it, I am not concerned too strong, but I am a little bit 
I'm waiting to get a dynamite lineup that makes me go again. Oh my god! Like this, like, and it's not a big deal. I get you can't do it every single week, but like, I would like next week's lineup to be stronger. To be fair, last week's was pretty good. It just didn't match up to first dance. In fairness, so. I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, looking at the lineup, it's about as weak as as Dynamite's been, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then it's that same thing. I mean, I do think at the end of the day, we're going to be like, oh, that was good still. I mean, I'm not expecting it to be a bad show. There's a couple of things on there that probably don't need to be on there. Um, you know, Mox and Darby and and King's just going to be fun no matter who they're facing. So that's yeah. – I just – I feel like a couple of these things will end up being – like, I mean, let's be honest. If that gun club factory match is just a match and there's no store, there's then that's – like, why is this on this show? Um, like the matchup for me personally, I'm fine with like because I don't dislike any of those guys like some people do. But if they don't have something planned, then that should have been on elevation. Like there's no reason mm-hmm. that needs to be on on dynamite. Um, whatever this Jericho thing is, maybe that'll end up being a big deal. Um, I feel like that's just an afterthought, but maybe that maybe we're wrong about that, and that's actually something that's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you do because I mean, what what we're one more week till the pay-per-view and it feels like, <laughs> I mean, there's not much for the women again. You know, they need to start. I guess they're going to announce a bunch of people for the battle Royal probably, but like, we've got one women's match. Maybe there's something there because yeah. red velvet's outnumbered. So maybe there's something that's going to go on there. Um, I don't think they can. I don't think Ruby can come in yet. And that doesn't really feel like a spot for it anyway. But if you're going to do some kind of sub- I think that's the thing is we we're to the point where we expect some kind of surprise every week. Yes. And, and that's probably not realistic. Um, <laughs> what, what a ridiculous thing to say, but I don't know. I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean that it's like, this is only going to be his second show and yet it doesn't feel like, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the right And I don't want to like, I don't want to say I'm not excited about it or like we're knocking it or anything, but I know, I know exactly what you mean where you think there'd be a little bit more buzz around everything than there is. Um, yes. Here's my read on it. Matt. I'm going to be honest here. I think you and I as two of the only people in the world that did five hours of audio content in response to his debut may have explored it more in our minds than the general fan that sits on <laughs> watches Dynamite. So. That's fair too. I think it's a. I think when they look at their format, we've we have looked so far ahead with CM Punk, and we have so many ideas. It's just like it's another promo. Okay, cool. But like, I think Turner sees this as like we have got the guy. And here's the thing, folks: people can dislike us. I would never say it not behind a paywall. I think they think they've got the biggest star in wrestling, and the stuff that he's done in his first four days, five days, whatever it's you know, five days, right? It suggests he might be. <laughs> so in that sense, I guess it would be a disservice to not be like, it's a big enough segment of the rest we can just kind of maintenance. And again, as you said, it can only be little things. Like if Kingston in that six-man afterwards grabs a mic and responds to Miro, or if he does a pre-tape, those little things can be big. If Jericho's segment hits, as you said, like there's definitely variables. I just wish I was a little bit more excited. But again, I think that may be a case of you and I just like we're – we're looking towards where Punk's going to be in the fall, you know, like, like it's still a big segment. It's his second segment. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still really fired up for what he's doing. Um, right. 
I think it's going to be, I mean, I really do think it's going to feel insane again. I mean, I think we're a couple months away from it not feeling insane. Yes. You know, every, I mean, because Chicago, Chicago, that that's going to be a repeat, but everything else, you know, it's going to be the first time seeing him. So you're just like, it's not going to be rampage. I mean, let's be realistic, but it's going to be insane for a while. I think, um, I think Tony said he's interviewing him tonight. So that'll be fun. Like just that itself. Like, think about that. Tony Schiavone is going to interview CM Punk in the middle of the ring, probably like just that alone is really cool. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where the show itself will probably still be really good, but like on paper, it's not, it, it's another one. that's not as strong. And then we also got spoiled too. Like that month of TV. Yeah. Like they did that on purpose. That was never going to be, you know, <laughs> that wasn't their plan for that to be their weekly TV. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, we, back to what you were talking about with Punk and feeling like he's the biggest, like, the ad for this week's Rampage is all him. Yep. Like, you start, to, like, is he going to be on every show for a while? Like, <laughs> that whole thing fascinates me, dude. Like, if he's, because he's such a stubborn dude, like, the idea of him being like, I'm not part-time, I'm going to be on every single Dynamite, is like, I don't like it, because I think the Saints be said for an attraction. I don't want it to be Brock. There's a middle right. ground, right? Like, but I do think there's a chance by the end of the year he's wrecked up like 10 matches and he's just another top guy. And if he is, man, again, if they can keep the momentum, because like someone said it in the chat here, and I'm sure you saw this. Um, what have we got here? It was TK. He said this quote. Here we go. This one. I think it was on Levitard's show. He said that he had higher metrics on ESPN than anything since May. Like, this is one of those cases where, as wrestling fans, and this goes for you and I and everyone in the chat, I think, it's like we see CM Punk as another addition to the All-Star team, right? Like we got Mox, we got Hangman, we got Kenny, we got this. I think internally, maybe not even in AEW, I mean like the big wigs at Turner, I think they see this as, oh, we've got a real one now. And oh, I'll be honest with you, I see it that way. That's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. I, but I think because we've talked about it so much, it's probably less, the novelty is less there, if that makes any sense. But, you know, I, you're absolutely right. They win the music hits, as if we're not going to be sitting there going, Going berserk, right? Like it's, right. it's it's punk doing a promo on a wrestling show, as you said with Shivani. My God! But anyway, I think we'll, we'll circle back to. It. I think one of the other things with this week before we do move to the C shows briefly, because Rampage is taped. This week feels different, right? Because it isn't like yeah. oh, it's a meh dynamite, but Rampage is going to be a monstrous. Like, no, this dynamite kind of needs to be very good to me because Rampage is going to feel lesser because that's just the reality of that situation. It will be good. No doubt, but it'll, it'll feel honestly like this rampage is probably gonna be the first actual rampage, <laughs> like the, the, true, the show yeah. that we're gonna get moving forward, right? I assume. Yeah, because I mean, last week obviously was special with Punk, and even the week before was special with Britt, and then that title match. Obviously, I mean, they don't do title matches on TV that much, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think we'll start to settle into what rampage is actually gonna be. Um, the nice thing with them, and I mean, obviously. You know, you can't compare the same because of crowds, but they seem to do really well with tape shows. So, yes. um, but again, like I said, that's a different dynamic, um, you know, having an actual crowd and having to worry about stuff getting out. Um, you know, I wouldn't expect that we'll see surprises on Rampage going forward when it's taped because that'll get out. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it still should be good. Um, and I mean, that does open, I mean, everybody's going to be in the same building tonight so you don't have that travel and all that stuff you got to factor in so yeah pro punk probably will be on both shows 
<laughs> just uh, got some in-ring promo on every single show for four months. <laughs> or some kind of bad. I mean, I, I mean, I really do. I think you're right. I think they see him as a different level than anybody else they have. And I don't even necessarily – I mean, I think Tony probably feels that way too since that was the guy he wanted from day one. Um, but, I mean, like Turner, I think, definitely feels that way. Um, the metrics say so too. Right? Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, that it said that – Someone reported today that he's in ring at one point, got over 1.4. Yeah. I mean, again, you can't – people are going to inevitably – it's going to dip again and people are going to be like, well, needle not moved. And it's like, <laughs> just get a clue, please. My God, I, I swear, dude, the TV stuff, I'm interested in it. I'm not one of these guys that's like, you know, like Saturn that's like just don't talk about television, you know, think of the kids. But, like, my God, pal, <laughs> people are lost in this shit, like – People are legit. I'm telling you, this this is real, and you know it's true. There are people that are locked into what this rating is tomorrow to decide yeah. whether it's a success or a failure. And it's like, do you not know the amount of buzz that calls that reaction? Like that's the amount of shirts it's sold, the amount of pay per views it's about to sell. It's too soon. Um, I mean, that's the big thing, and that that's this isn't even a wrestling thing. This is everybody today. Like it's instant. We want instant results and instant. Uh, we're not really going to know for months the true impact. I do think, and I, like you said, you know, we're talking about ratings, and let's be clear that like we're not talking about ratings within the confines of us enjoying the promotion because it doesn't have any impact on that. Um, but you know, you do want I I want to see them to do better because they should. I mean, they should be rewarded for bringing CM Punk back. I mean, that's my that's my thought process. Um, I do think. Like, I don't know what the difference is, but I do think their baseline is will be higher. Um, yeah. And I and we don't want to. I don't want to spend twenty minutes talking about ratings, but like I don't. I think we're probably done with dynamites under a million. I think that's probably a safe because they were pretty close to that anyway. We had the last couple were just under, mm-hmm. um, especially since we got Danielson coming in a few weeks, um, <laughs> which is just so weird that that's like still hanging over everything. Yeah, but um. Yeah, man, like it really is. Everything's a little bit different. It's going to be, I think everything's going to feel a little bit different going forward because they've got this legit, you know, like he's a figurehead. Like he really is. Like yeah. I think they're going to treat him that way. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the champion. I don't know. I mean, he will be eventually, I'm sure, but I think they keep him out of the title picture for a while. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything's going to kind of revolve around him for a while. Like he's going to be. On almost all, and he doesn't want to be on all the time. He even mentioned that being one of the appeals of the promotion. So, you know, there'll be weeks probably where, but that's going to be hard for a while. Like, you're selling tickets. Like, anyone who's bought a ticket since he came back, and then if he's not on the show, I mean, that kind of sucks. I mean, I'm going to Dynamite in Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, and I'll be bummed out if he's not there. I mean, it's not going to ruin the night for me, but like, he's at that level like you know before it was kind of guys took weeks off and it it was okay because you're into the promotion but for now they've got this guy who's like a guy yes is he the guy long term i don't know but in this moment he is i mean there's no question about that it's interesting i saw the um tickets for tonight he was a big impact on them because mm-hmm. they, they didn't sell a lot before before punk, and then it went up a ton. So this is interesting. I didn't know this because I don't listen to any of Fightful's products. Uh, Sean said that um, he expects <laughs> he expects Brian in Chicago. It makes sense. And then you do the first match at Arthur Ashe, right? It would make sense. 
that would make sense. I mean, here's the thing with Brian. Um, anything works with Brian. You know, Punk had to be Chicago. Like, if you're bringing, I mean, it it would have worked elsewhere, but it needed to be Chicago. Like, let's be honest. Punk, I mean, Danielson, you can do wherever. Um, I mean, obviously, if you could do it in Seattle, that'd be awesome. But that's not happening anytime soon, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I still like the like the idea of him debuting in New York. Is kind of like that <laughs> middle finger. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't need to do that. They could do that whenever. Yeah, he's good though. <laughs> he's good. Like, there's something to your first show in New York, and you debut him. Yeah, like the guy who main evented WrestleMania this year. <laughs> it's a statement for sure. Right. Now, speaking of good, you and I would agree this week's Elevation was one of the best C shows they've ever done. In there, it had real balance. It felt like I talked to the power of the Oracle of Wrestling. We're joining us soon, and and. He said it like he, he had that WCW syndication spot, like feel, you know, like there was a couple of star versus star matchups. I love what they did using Dark Order's dissension to, to like allow them to wrestle the sea show and lose. Yeah. My God, that was so perfect. This show rocked, man. We can go like, we don't have to go match by match, but there was three things. I mean, you and I loved on this show, right? Yeah. All, I mean, literally all, everything was good. You had three really good, like not just competitive star versus star matches, like actually good like legitimately good matches. Both squashes were good. Um, I'm interested if that's the format going forward, especially with these taped, like we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but like that's one of the more fascinating things about the promotion to me right now. It's like the logistics of everything. How are they going to make everything work? Um, but yeah, both shows this week, both the C shows were, were very good with good matchups. We, we saw something interesting with – it appears they taped two episodes at the United Center. Yes. And we got the first, right? Yeah. And we also saw with Elevation they taped two, and we got the first one last Thursday with Daniel Garcia and Seidel. They were the same group, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting trend with our, like, studio grin because if they were doing studio, they'd have to up. Now, what was interesting about that was – I don't think this is a big deal. This was very un AEW that they basically did the same match on both C shows. They just put Hardy in for Blade, yeah. right? Yeah. And I didn't mind it, but I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that was an oversight. It didn't feel like a typically AEW thing. Do you, am I wrong for that? I don't know. It felt odd to me. No, I agree with you. And that was, uh, that's one of the things that's going to be interesting to watch is stuff like that. Um, even like, and I said that I didn't want them to do it, and they did it immediately, and it didn't really bother me. But, like, Jurassic Express was on both Dynamite and Rampage last week. Um, yeah, I hope they avoid stuff like that. Um, I really, like, and that's part of it's probably just, it's, in all seriousness, it's a, probably just hard to keep track of. <laughs> like, well, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Um, but, yeah, that was, they definitely taped two episodes of Dark in Chicago. Because I saw Chris Harrington tweeted they're doing Rampage Dynamite and Elevation tonight. So there's nothing for Dark tonight because they've already taped it. Um, And that's going to be like, I don't know if we're ever getting our studio show. (laughs) I hope we do. I think it's a good idea. I think it would make it stand out. Um, But like, how do you even do it? (laughs) Like, that's the thing I don't really... Let's, I mean, seriously, let's talk about this for a second. Rampage on Friday, 
It was CM Punk, so it didn't matter. But they did like 15 matches in 90 minutes or something, and almost all of them were squash matches. And then they did that hour of Rampage, and then that was it. There was no post-show as far as I know. They went. It wasn't. Yeah. So it's like if that's a normal Rampage and it's not like a special, you know, CM Punk, no one's going to be disappointed with CM Punk. But if you went to a normal live Rampage and you got, you know, two matches – two really good matches in that hour and you just got a bunch of squash matches. Like, are you happy when you leave at the end of the night? That's a I tough know, one. Yeah. I'm thinking about this too. My thought process with Rampage was that they were going to start to load up Elevation. And so you would tape Elevation on Friday and you'd see some really strong matches on Elevation. And so for the live crowd, that's adding to what, you know, they're getting – more and they didn't. I mean, they did a couple stuff, and we still have some stuff next week that looks pretty strong. But that's an interesting one. Rampage is an interesting ticket to me because <laughs> you're, okay, you're okay. It's an hour of TV that you're going to. So here's a here's a pitch. Okay, what if Dark looked like this? You had the studio element, which is basically unsigned guys or guys that are like at the bottom of the card, right? Because it's the bottom of tier. Like Elevation, the whole point is, in theory, it's the bridge between that and the main shows. And then you would have like a feature match from the arena. Yeah. So that yeah. could then effectively act for the live crowd as like a, you know how WWE does the like the, the live main event? So like Cena's been doing those, <laughs> comes out. Like you could do, the, a perfect example would be tonight's match. Darby, Kingston, and Moxley just kicking the shit out of the wingmen. Like, people love that shit. Right. And you could send it to the, like, you'd be like, feature match from the arena this week. And you go, because I don't know if, like, you want, you know, the thing with Dark is in, this, in the studio is it pops up, for, like, who's working the studio, right? You could do something like that, I think. And that just, I think giving people an extra little match at the end. So then Rampage would probably be like an hour of elevation, maybe an hour and a half. Hour of Rampage, and then like the live main event that is just later put on Dark without any time right. context. It's just a match for the sake of it. I think that could work, right? Well, the thing we also forget is um, Tony just does whatever he wants to. So in, in theory, like I'm not even like it's funny, but seriously, you do Dark in a studio, and when Rampage is live, they just do a Thursday elevation like they did last week. Just yeah, because, it's YouTube, yeah, yeah. Um, because like, we haven't heard anything about that in a long time, about the dark being in a different venue. No, we were so excited about that when he actually said it. Like, <laughs> He's I really asked, really... bro. But no one else asked about it. It's very <laughs> sad. Because, <laughs> I mean, you could easily take three or four weeks of dark at a time. Um, it's not – and you bring – I mean, except for your top, top guys, you bring everybody in and, and just, you know, local people and – I don't know. That would be a blast. Um, and it would be nice to have something feel a little bit different. I think so, yeah. I think it would be just nice stylistically. And I also like that you could experiment with promos on that show. That's why I love Renee yeah. as the host. I think Renee in a studio format could be just one. And when I tweeted this, by the way, Matt, how dumb is this? People are so dumb nowadays that when I tweeted that, people thought I meant like backstage. Like yeah. a studio show where she sits in like the empty ring and is like, anyway, here's the news. Like, I think her at a podium interviewing wrestlers could like they could learn so much from doing that. So that's what I'd like about it too. We talked about I mean, I legitimately um 
I wouldn't mind her trying commentary again without getting yelled at the whole time. Um, and I don't even know if she wants to do that, but that would be interesting to me too. I mean, she's so anything that she's willing to do, <laughs> you know, let her do whatever she's willing to do. Basically anything you can do to get her into the promotion is a good thing. Cause she is just on another level from the majority of that kind of talent that you get in professional wrestling. Like Absolutely. she could be, she could be their mean Gene Okerlund. She could have been WWE's mean Gene Okerlund. Um, which is, you know, people, yes, they gave her a lot to do, but they still never fully capitalized on what she could be. Her personality is off the charts. She actually cares. Like I, I think that was the people that, you know, when, when she left WWE and people were like, well, AEW is beneath her. And, you know, on the surface, I don't even necessarily disagree with that take. I think professional wrestling is kind of beneath her, if you want to be honest. But she loves it. So mm-hmm. that's not the way she looks at it. Um, I don't know if AEW would ever be her full-time gig, but again, if we're talking about a studio show that you're taping once a month, it doesn't have to be a full-time gig. I love the idea of just giving her that show and being like, if you get any ideas with this thing, yeah. feel free. Like, to me, that's the kind of stuff you do. That's just, that's the beauty of there. So what do you think about this? So a pal here, am I really thinking Punk doesn't um, need to be a heel anytime soon? I don't think so, right? I think we both kind of, as much as we like certain ideas, I mean, you and I reached that conclusion too, right? You've got to go around the loop before you do that. You got Because, I mean, I'm serious. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that we've got months of insane reactions for him because every town, they haven't seen him in seven years. Like, you know, yes, you saw him on TV, but you're seeing him live for the first time. Um, yeah, I don't – he would pull it off. I don't think there's any question about that, but I wouldn't do that. Let the fans have their – you know, I mean, literally that reaction every week is going to be – I think it's going to be emotional every week until they start to repeat towns. Mm. Um, and so you've got months and months before you're going to do that. What a fault that is, dude. What, what, a, what a trip we've got ahead of us. Like, you and I are not even, like, that fired up. Like, it's going to be awesome, man. Tonight's going to be it. This, by the way, I don't know if this is the deal. That Scott Demore story going, like, getting aggregated is the funniest thing ever, dude. Like, did you watch the clip I sent you? I finally man? watched it, and I'm like, this is nothing. Like, he's joking around. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, he shouldn't do it. He runs a wrestling promotion. Like, what the fuck, Scott? What are you doing? But... I legit feel bad for him because wrestling websites have run it. Like he's expected to be there this first. They've taped already. I was gonna say, didn't they tape it all? I mean, I guess you could put him in the video or something. Like, but why would he? In I Listen, I don't know anything on Scoot stuff. I know Impact wanted Buddy Murphy, obviously, but like, it's almost funnier to me if they've actually got Buddy Murphy and Braun Strowman and he announced it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't look. I wouldn't rule it out. You know. No. If I'm in all seriousness, and I hope he comes to AEW, but if I was him, I would consider Impact because yes. you could still end up doing stuff in AEW, and in he could be a top guy there if they let him. Like legitimately, right. he's not going to be a top guy in AEW. Like we both love him, we both think he's a tremendous wrestler, but his ceiling is, you know, he's not he's not going to be AEW champion unless lightning strikes and something amazing happens. Um, Impact, he could be Impact champion. Absolutely, yeah. I've, I've spoken with This is why, as a fan of his, and I know you wouldn't watch the Impact. I, I, I think I think he would be so good as Top Gun Impact that he would have matches you would seek out just because he's that fucking good. Like, he, I would tell you about any wishes, but either way, as a fan of his, he's in such a good position. I love that we do this on every show. I'm sorry, but like, 
he can just do what he should have done in WWE and AEW because somehow their wrestling promotion doesn't know how to use good wrestlers. Incredible. But like, if he wants to go and be a top guy in Impact, he could do two years as a top guy and then come to AEW. Like he's 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 fine. He's absolutely bulletproof. Him fighting Malachi immediately seems weird to me though because like he would lose. So it seems more likely he would be with Malachi, right? If he's coming in. If you're gonna have him with Matt, he should be. They should be together and. You could make the argument that that doesn't make sense, but that's also not AW's story. So, yeah. <laughs> um, which I saw someone tweet about this, and they're not wrong, but I guess I just didn't care. Like, it is like it's peak AEW that that guy's got that eye injury, and they don't explain it at all. And <laughs> it's just like if you know, then you know, and if you don't, I guess it doesn't matter. But like, that's just. I mean, it is in in all honesty, it is kind of ridiculous that they just let him do. That. <laughs> <laughs> with no explanation, no. Um, but I mean, you know, it's not rocket science. I, I do think there's something to the fact that that people get too obsessed with needing the promotion needs to explain everything to you. Um, yeah. This be real. The people that don't know it are probably an audience who's like, oh, "That looks cool." Yeah, <laughs> like it was on Raw. Like people, you know, it's fine. It. By the way, this this is great. Call both Jack and Reese shared this out. Hobbs and Sean Dean with an all-time sea show match in which Sean Dean, walked, as you pointed out to me, Matt, walked out to silence, and then they said, from Chicago, Illinois, and they went, yeah, here he is. And then he did three moves and got the absolute shit kicked out of him and finished. It was incredible. I did. And I, I brought this up to my wife, too. Like, that's a sign. Sean Dean's sign. Like, he got the graphic, and they did that to him in his hometown. <laughs> yeah. Which is not what they do. I mean, it's okay, but that was an interesting call to me because he could have done that to anybody. I don't know why. I don't know. I would have had Sean Dean beat somebody else. Match was cool, though. I did enjoy it, but it was like – that was an interesting choice to me. Um, Sean Dean's a guy that they haven't done enough with. I like him. He was hurt, right? He must be. He wrestled like three matches this year. Have you seen his record? His record was like yeah. three and one in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was that was a weird choice, but but I do agree the match was awesome. I don't want to get away from that. That was right. tremendous. Hobbs is really good at the squash matches. This this video, I gotta be honest with you, Matt. This is gone this gone semi-viral. This thing gave me way too much anxiety to enjoy it. It was terrifying. We're talking about this production video, for folks listening. Yeah. You you sent it to us to me, right? And you was like, This is incredible. And it is incredible. The bit that's terrifying about it is it does, that job just stays like that the whole time. I just do yeah. that for two hours, an hour. Like it's it was great, though. It was cool to see stuff like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. That I that road to was very good. I will say, like, I thought we were going to get more behind the scenes stuff with Punk. Like from when they first posted, I was like, "Oh, we're about to get like, you know, him hugging people backstage," and we didn't get any of that. They don't usually give us that, I guess. I mean, um, and the Christian Omega thing—that's like peak AEW right there because they made up a whole backstory. And they're not, they won't even reference it on TV, probably. Um, and I mean, it was half comedy, because. But it, it's like they found a thing that's based in truth, but it's not actually true. I don't, unless I'm insane. I mean, come on. But I really and they got like Lance Storms on the Road to Show for no reason. Yeah, no more Lance Storm, Matt. Let's not get him back. Let's do, <laughs> uh, fuck it. God forbid the day Dave reports that he's in there because Tony will throw him in some sort of match. I don't. Just keep him to the road teams, okay? But you yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, that the road two shows are tremendous. And that's like I don't even remember to watch them every week, which kind of sums up they don't do a good enough job with that, I don't think. But um Well on yeah, that point, this is this I like this. This is interesting. And this is where you start to explore Matt's new favorite idea is you just add a fifth show to the week. <laughs> because there may be something to be said for some sort of like weekend special. I don't know how I don't know what it would look like. In which you have like a couple matches, a feature documentary style piece in the, in the middle, which would be the road two. And then you also have like Renee as some sort of weird host of this whole thing, you know, where she's got people coming in and out. Like, there's something to this idea. I just don't know what it looks like. Yet. What do you think? I'm still a big proponent of a Saturday morning show. Yeah. And that could be your Saturday morning show. There you go. And like what Joe's referencing, and I've been joking around about this, and I'm only half joking. <laughs> Where they've talked, you know, AW's roster is getting too big. And I, my response to that was, let's just keep signing people and we'll get a third show on TNT and, and still don't split the rosters and just like break every rule possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, that I don't, I really, I don't think he thinks oversaturation is a thing. Like, and maybe, I don't know if he's right or wrong about that. Um, because, and this is going to be in the, I, I hate to keep doing this, but we're, let's just be honest. It's oversaturation when it's not very good, <laughs> which is what we've experienced for, you know, or if you're putting, you know, like, I mean, let's not even in, like main event, for example, that show doesn't matter. Like, I don't want them to put out shows that don't like that don't matter. And I, that's not to say dark or elevation is super important, but you don't watch that show and feel like it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's not filled with recaps and, and you know, you don't feel like you're just watching a show that's filling time. Um, you know, I, I, we're on the same topic, I'm a firm believer that Rampage isn't going to be an hour very long. Um, I agree. Yeah, completely yeah. that. Even if it weigh, I mean, obviously it's not going to be 1.1 every week. But, like, that is so outrageous they did that number once that I think they can't wait to expand that show. <laughs> I really do. Like I, I don't think enough is made, Matt, about, just how great a gamble AEW has turned out to be for that network. Like, yeah. it is insane they've pulled this off. I mean, they did that in that time slot. My God, outrage. I agree. I think it'll be two hours with a new time slot. We, yeah, we've both said TBS, right? That's when it will happen. So there you I, go. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it really could be that soon. It's January. It wouldn't shock me. And that also opens up the ability for them to go live every week. Because you don't have to worry about these things that we've been talking about with right. how to build a show. You mean you don't worry about that anymore? Um, yeah, I think that you know, I don't know if that's something that they want. Um, I, I doubt they would be opposed to it. Um, but yeah, I, Turner has been—they um, nailed this. I mean, yeah. they took a chance on it. They nailed it, and and to their credit, they have rewarded them for it like they gave him a new deal so fast they get you know like they have constantly been like and that was one of the things that like people kind of ignore that or try to spin it like clearly turner is behind them they're proud of them man it's yeah. actually the amount of times they send out those press releases my yes. god they, like, they can't believe it. they're very happy with it yeah and i mean i don't know what the ceiling is um victory <laughs> you know we joke about that, but it doesn't feel as unrealistic. I mean, it's what is victory? You know, 
I, I think we're there. I really do. I like I liked what Dylan said, and I hadn't really thought of it that way, but he's like, they're number one within the bubble. Like without yeah. question. Like if you're in the wrestling business or you know, whatever it is that you want to say we are fucking nerds, I guess. Like, <laughs> like they're number one with that, and it's not even a question anymore. Like they're the, the, the thing he said that's right is they're the center of the wrestling universe. And I hope, like, I literally, I don't care about Ring of Honor. I hope they end up doing something with them. Just so everybody's, like, like bring yeah. Gresham in and let him fight Danielson. <laughs> Why that not? feels like, yeah, that Gresham's, yeah. dude, Gresham is my he's, he's something else. He'd be great in the fleet. Shout out to the pal Nate here, who, for some reason, that a rough day and has turned to us two dipshits to improve it. But I'm glad we're helping a little bit. That's good stuff. Here's a good one. Over under two minutes on the Malachi Black match. Under. I think I think over, Matt. I'm on my own on this. <laughs> I think he's going to give Brock something, and I think it is going to create what we in the industry call a discourse. Now, have you heard about these, Matt? There's the discourse we call it. Yeah, I've heard. I of think it. he's going to sell for him for like thirty seconds, but they're going to lose their minds. I think he's going to kill him. I think Just immediate kick. I, I think this. I think something's happening tonight because I think he's going to. I think he's going to get Arn again too. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just, how great is the vision of on trying to run away from the look like black <laughs> and i don't know what you know it could be you know what it could be it's dustin. dustin yeah it's dustin 100 yep. they're doing that match. They, I, I can't believe i just now realized that but yeah yeah because they're keeping him like more. remember he walked out with cody for the match with malachi yeah. and then since then he's been completely in the shadows it could be lee johnson i think it's dustin Dustin and Malachi Black it all out. I'm fine with that. That's a, that's a match, dude. Because that's yeah. another one of those matches you can give that seven eight minutes and they'll rock it. You know they will. Like, oh, and that's gonna be another one where people are gonna bitch. They give Dustin off. <laughs> yeah, you know they are. Yeah, he's fifty. What's good? But how funny is this, man? Have you seen this, dude? The Saturday Dynamite is the same night as Bound for Glory. What a rib! Oh God. And because it isn't in their little studio, they can't even like reschedule. Like people are going to it. It's in Vegas. Oh well. Sorry, sorry to hear that. Yeah, very sorry to hear that. <laughs> this is very good. These are going to be renamed the Bud Map Power Hour. <laughs> Just weekly updates. You know, <laughs> I thought, and this this isn't directly related, but I thought, you know how funny it is that we put these comments up on the screen and we don't even say what they are? And then, it's like, the three people thing. that are listening to the show are just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Like, like, since we've done the audio feed, I've really had to remind myself. Like, you'll notice when I bring them up, you and I'll pop, and I'll be like, uh, "We are talking about." Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's tremendous. Um, I'm just making sure I didn't miss some love for the Saturday morning slam here, dude. This is saying so, so anyway, <laughs> elevation. How it is insane how much energy Eddie Kingston has breathed into that team, which before was Shivani, who was more concerned about what he had to do on Dynamite. Try to lead Paul, who bless him, he's not a bad announcer. He's just like, he's just there, right? Unless he has King with him, where he becomes like, you know, lad at the bar, they're having a great time. I, I honestly think it's made the show better, just his presence there. And I yeah. know I'm biased and so are you, but like, that's true, right? It's a real thing. No, I mean, they've been great together. Eddie was interesting this week because there was, um, there was times when you could tell he didn't know what was going on, which was honestly hilarious. Um, like what they did uh he mocked Dante's pose or whatever and King like made fun of it because he didn't know what the hell was going on. 
and like Tony had to explain to him. <laughs> the best one ever was when uh, Cage did his drill claw, whatever the thing he does, and Kingston called it the Steiner screwdriver three times, and Shivani every <laughs> single time was like, he calls it the drill claw. And he was like, what does that mean? It's tremendous. Like he, because the thing is, you don't get the sense that Kingston doesn't watch the show. He just like could not give a shit about all those little things. Right? Yeah, he's not going to sit there and be like, it's called this. He's not. He's not Mark class two dipshits, right? I like Eddie didn't want to call it the DDT. That was funny. The DDT. That was hilarious. That was the, the ice crusher was. Oh God, yeah. Honestly, one of the funniest things that he like that was. He, he's him saying Johnny Ace and the other two just audibly being like, oh. Oh. And he was like, we all know about him. <laughs> like, seriously, this is where the war is at its best. He's the head of talent relations at the other place. And his name gets brought up and everyone on the call is just like, oh, like, it's, it's so perfect, dude. But I will say, you, last week, you were pretty bullish on our, our friend Anthony Bowens. And you talked about how you kind of think, at this point, the acclaim stuff is blowing. Like, he could be a, a top guy. Oh my god, his performance this week was wonderful. I mean, Dante Martin, we all know, we know the deal with him. He's becoming a sea show like God. There's two guys we need to shout later, but he's up there. Bowens was so crisp in this match. That awesome DDT deal he did off the off the second. That match rocked, man. That was great. Yeah, Bowens is tremendous, and I think we got this. That we got some hints this week that that the acclaimed is still a thing. Um, yes. The music, so, right? I, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's coming back at some point, despite whatever nonsense he's been doing on Twitter. Um, but yeah, Bowens is tremendous, and I do like all that's going to be now is us waiting for him to turn on him. Like <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the that's the move. I think. I mean, Bowens is outstanding. Um, and I think long term he's a babyface. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a story there that they haven't really. I mean, they've told it a little bit, but they haven't really told it. Um, and that, I mean, you can do a lot with him. He could talk, he's a good wrestler. Like his ceiling is very, very high. Speaking of, um, people that apparently have very high ceilings, Brian Pillman Jr. being Punk's favorite wrestler is my favorite bit. Pops me tremendously because I literally now watch every one of his matches. Like I don't get what is happening. I love Garrison. I think Garrison's great. I have no clue. When Kingston just refused the notion that he was like, he had like a college <laughs> Yeah, that was so great. At one point, Shivani was legitimately like, just leave him alone. And he's like, listen, he's good in the ring. I make fun of him for being dumb. Like, this is tremendous stuff. The varsity blondes, though, we talk about this a lot. Yeah, Tony don't get enough credit for, like, he's eye for acts. That act is is throwback. You know, it's American wrestling at its absolute peak, right? Like, it's, it's old school, but people love it. Cheeks love the dudes, and you have Julia out there who's apparently like 12, bless her. She's out there trying. You know, it's like, it's good shit, man. It's, it's a good act. It's a simple act. Big match for them tonight. Pillman because the Lucha works, Bros, they, yeah. they don't miss, right? It's a big one for them. Pillman works in that team. Like, I do think, I think Pillman's reputation is higher than it should be based on, you know, his father. and But in the tag team, it works. I think he's a very good tag team wrestler. And then, yeah, Garrison's great. Julia took that act to another level. Great. There's something about her. Like, she's got, like, and it, you could see. Let's just, let's be, let's be honest. And, and I'm just going to go. You put her in WWE yeah. and the fans t- turn on her within a month. 
with her smiling and her waving and her, but here it works because they don't, I don't know. I don't even know the right way to put it, but here it works. Like people seem to genuinely like her. I don't know how good she is yet, but she's also, I mean, God, she's, has she turned 20 yet? Like I think she is legitimately like 18. So the yeah. deal with her, this is me. I swear I'm not doing a bit with this. I swear to God is when Brandy Rhodes was in the, the, uh, the NXT deal. Alexa Bliss was Julia Hart, right? Do you remember Alexa Bliss when she was like, "That's not a baby bad face"? Yeah, that is their comparison by all accounts. I, now, yeah. I don't. I swear it sounds like a bit in my hands, but they love Alexa, Cody, and Brandy do right, and they see it as like, even though Alexa turned heel and went with a tag team, that's what she did, right? She, she found herself as basically a manager about like mm-hmm. you can really get personality when you're forced to be a personality you haven't got you like so i think that's their their play with her but again like it's really interesting the way they use her she loses semi-regularly right oh, yeah. like they'll do this deal where she'll like she'll be booked against a, a like a established member of the division and she'll have a competitive loss because the story is she's so young that she can get a lot out of losing she's 18 <laughs> like so, uh, to be just to be clear, as Reese asks here, <laughs> if I'm asking, <laughs> if, I, if I'm suggesting that Julie will be a, uh, a demented clown in five years, I'm not suggesting that. But that is there, from what I can gather, that's the comparison, which makes sense. She's obviously, I mean, you can tell they love her, right? She's just on TV. She's so young. Like, it's telling. Yeah, I mean, um, she, came, she came out of their camp. Um, right. I saw someone else compare her to Sonny in the body Donna's. And, yeah, if they ever turn heel, that's, that's honestly really not a bad comparison. No. Um, I mean, let's, I don't want to downplay Sunny because she was tremendous. Like I think people, I think, I think how good she was has been forgotten because of all the other things. Amazing. Really manager. Yes. Um, so I don't want to, we don't want to throw that on Julia this fast, but like, yeah, I, I get the comparison. She did cut a promo this week too. Yeah. It was okay. Her voice did not match her look at all. Very I got the same text yeah. message from somebody else that she didn't sound anything like what you think she'd sound like. So yes. I think that was everyone's reaction. So we had a couple of trios, which I mentioned earlier. There was the you had the best friends, Hardy family office. Matt switched in for the blade at United Center. And by the way, that Chicago crowd loved Matt. <laughs> Absolutely delighted to see him. Um, those matches were great. I have to say this though. I don't think people get that like Penta and Phoenix on these shows, my God. Like, you have a team here that is super over. Everyone loves them. And you have one half of it who knows he has to do nothing. All he has to do is, like, he takes his glove off. That takes, like, five minutes. He does his taunt. He does offense. That's the end. And for some reason, he Phoenix's take on it is, like, I'm just going to do all of my moves, but I'm going to do them in a way where it looks like I don't care. Like, I'm just having fun. Like, here I am. Here I am doing a moonsault off the second. Like, it, their matches this week, they had a six-man with Pac versus um, the Dark Order, as I mentioned, which was great. And then it is an awesome tag with with Nick Camaroto and, uh, and Solo. They, had, they were both great, these matches. Like, are they the best? Are they? This is a serious question, man. You're the person who was. Are they the best sea show act in all of AEW? The Lucha Brothers. Yes. Yes. Which is hilarious because they're a top tier tag team. But like, right. yeah, there's some like they're just tremendous on there. Penta is like next level for me because like I don't know, like the dude. You know, you say this term and people get mad about it, but I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. He's phoning it in. <laughs> 
but it works because of who he is and he knows exactly what he needs to do. Um, he doesn't do anything more than he needs to do. And they're just so over. Yeah. I mean, I can watch the Lucha brothers wrestle anybody. You could put them on every show and I'm fine with it. Um, but the person I want to talk about from those two matches is Colt Cabana. Like what? I, <laughs> like I made a joke to somebody that like Colt saw punk was coming in and was like, all right, well, I got to prove that they got to keep me. <laughs> Cause he was just like insane in that match. He's really um, good. man. He I'm and the beauty of Colt is when a lot of his generation kept doing those matches and killed themselves physically, he stopped. So he's basically physically capable of doing all of the same things he could do 15 years ago because he stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so like he's when he hits his little moonsault deal, you see how easy that is for him? Like physically, he like you if you ever see him at low, I don't know if you've ever seen him live at Cabana, but he will not take a bump if there's no one there. Like he yeah. knows what he's doing, you know. And the result is that this, I don't know how old he is, 40, I guess. He'll go in there with Phoenix and you go, oh my God, he can like, you know, keep up's a strong word. But like he didn't look out of place trading shit with no, Phoenix. He, didn't. he was tremendous in that match. It's a good call. I agree. Colt is great. He's added a lot. Like, cause I think he's a coach too. If I, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, like I don't, I don't want to go into the topic too much, but like if they're able to patch that up, that's a moment. And like, I don't know if it's realistic. I, you know, this is that, that one's way outside of wrestling. And like, you know, people were like, well, Brett and Sean made up, this is a whole different level, (laughs) but like, if, if they can do that, like that would be an incredible, like, I can't, can you imagine those two like winning the tag titles? Someone in the chat said them in the box earlier. Yeah. I was like, imagine that in Chicago. Like, my God, that would be, That'd be a sight. I don't know. I just, you know, Punk is, if, if anything, if nothing else, Punk is a stubborn, stubborn guy. Yeah. And I don't know what happened there. I honestly don't. I haven't even, like, read about it a lot because I just don't, you know. It's just, like, that stuff to me is just, you're only going to know so much ever, right? Because yeah. you know Punk's never going to talk about it, and Cabana has decided not to talk about it. So it's like, I just ignore it. But my read on, on Punk is, like, he's not going to budge, and I assume... That means Cabana's not going to. I don't know. Yeah. It's a shame, but he's always. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the more reality thing is we're never going to see them on screen together. <laughs> Which I is, I mean, probably... this be real, man. Like, you and I will realize, but, like, most people that watch the show and I'll be like, man, not put Cabana with Punk. Like, most people are not. Bless Colt. He's, yeah. you know, he's a lot lower on the – I mean, think about it. When they did the Dark Order 10, man, Colt wasn't even in the, the five right. Dark Order guy. Like, I love Colt, but he's not a prominent player, and people expect Punk to be around prominent players. And that's you and I. And if you tell the story correctly, it'd be an amazing moment. But like, right. it isn't going to have anyone sort of, hmm, what's going on over there? Like, yeah, they don't have to do it, of course. Right. Yeah. Now the the dark, um, we talked about it briefly. <laughs> do you like the way I keep trying? No, I keep, I'm just I, laughing at the because he's right. The hilarious thing would be if they put them on TV together tonight, because that's how all my predictions go. So yes, don't shake hands tonight. That's where I'm actually going. I have I have a very scary prediction to make now. By the way, before I do this, Alan Angel's rules. He's very good. I've realized this over the last few weeks. Never knew before. Now his deal. Was you? This is this is an outrageous thing to have two grown men having this conversation. But here we go. Matt, was you surprised when the best friends won both of the six men tags this week? No. What? 
I was surprised because Wheeler Utah gets pinned in a lot of those matches. And my question for you, Matt, does that mean that I should expect Matt Hardy to win tonight? Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Um, okay, here's my – I swear this is not a bit. I thought about this at 6 a.m. this morning and have not been, like, sweating over it, but I have been mildly concerned about it. <laughs> I'll be shocked. Let's put it that way. Um, which, of course, now that I said that means it's going to happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I didn't – like, I guess I didn't even think about it because the best friends are um, – they're very much a make the crowd happy act. Um, so I just, I normally assume that, especially when it's, when they're together, which I guess, you know, Yuta makes it a weird dynamic, but they usually, don't, don't they usually win when it's a trios match? Like, I feel like. You know, Maybe, I don't know. I feel like you would get pinned a lot. Saying that, in, in fairness, Matt and the private party guys won the six man on Dynamite. Remember that a couple weeks back? Yeah, that's true. Let's be honest, like Tony thinks about a lot of stuff. He didn't think this through much, did he? He just probably not. I think or I mean I, I mean anything's possible, but I would be shocked if Orange loses to Matt Hardy, unless it's setting up a rematch at all out, and I don't think you would do that either. Um yeah, I'm about I honestly I'm about ready for that one to end. Um it's hardly even a thing. I don't really get when it started. It's been around for a while. I mean, it's not like a they don't beat you over the head with it, but they've been going for a while. Like HFO and the best friends that's been going on for, I feel like it's been going on for quite a while. How did it start? God, I don't know. <laughs> like, so the blade went after orange. Is that it? That's it. right? It had started before. So this is the thing that's funny because <laughs> we love a, like we, I mean, we both legitimately love this promotion. Um, I watch everything, and yet they throw so much at you that, like, I would probably have to sit down and, and scroll through <laughs> Cage Match or something to see how this all started because it's, um, I don't know. Really, I'm really, I'm like, I have no memory of how this started. I just remember, I remember Blade punching Orange, and then it was like Matt paid him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was before that, but yeah. Um yeah, the best friends are very much a uh, – like, they're always doing something, which I love. I mean, like, you can tell Tony loves them. Um, and, yeah, they just slid Wheeler in there for Trent so that they didn't have to break up the act, and um, it worked fine. You know, I think Trent's out for quite a while. I saw someone say they should turn Trent, and I absolutely wouldn't do that. Um, I would turn you to um, – look, look at this. Look at this content here. Half serious about Cole versus Orange for All Out, half doing it as a bit towards you. I have to say this. I, I Listen, if you are watching this show right now and you are fired up about Adam Cole, God bless, we're fired up about Buddy Murphy. We're bigger dogs. I'm not judging you, okay? If I see one more minuscule sign of St. Gay in either direction get quote tweeted 15 times at my timeline, I'm logging off, Matt. I've had enough. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> someone said earlier, man, I swear this is not a bit. And someone said it to me in the DMs as a joke, but someone actually said it for real on the timeline, on the public timeline. There you go. Personally, I'd prefer Adam Cole to Daniel Bryan. Huh? <laughs> oh, you prefer Adam Cole to the greatest wrestler to ever live? Okay, bro, sure. Hey, this, this, this sign Bobby Fish while we're at it. Who, who needs punk? Let's get fish in. 
Are we doing a bit here? Is everyone ribbing me? I mean, it's subjective, I guess. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, Cole, for me, is very much that thing I brought up a couple weeks ago where he's so over that it's like I was not excited about Cole when he came to NXT, and then I saw the crowd react to him, and I was like, holy shit. And then I quit watching NXT, so now I'm back to where I'm like, whatever, they don't need Adam Cole. But then I'm sure if they brought him in, like people are going to lose their shit, and, and we would end up praising it. But, yeah, Cole is, for me personally, them signing Cole is only funny because hey, cause they're losing it. WWE's losing him. Um, I don't yes. really need <laughs> um I will say that because I when we first started this, we said he was definitely staying, and I don't I don't know about that now. That that if we're just going for me, if he was staying, he would have stayed by now. Um, it feels like he's leaving. Yes, it does feel like he's leaving. And, and look, let me be let me be very very clear. It's a absolute can't miss signing, a no brainer. He is a dude who is young, over can talk and can have great matches. Yeah. I am not sitting here saying, no, nah, man, you let him go to Ring of Honor. And I don't care if, even if he wasn't with Britt and if he didn't know the Bucks, you sign him. Obviously. As you said, the audience loves him too. I'm just like, and I'm part joking, but like, I have to admit, I am a little bit amazed at how much of a frenzy is built around the story. And I think part of it is wrestling fans just haven't had like actual free agency like this yep. forever. And the idea of a guy leaving the territory is so foreign to people. But like, to me, it's just. Like he's super over to that audience, and that's cool. But like, I guess I prefer the guys they already have that are in those spots, so I'm not like desperate for it. If that makes any sense. But you yeah. sign him every single time. I can't wait, though, for when he signs for six months in, him not to be world champ and those dipshits being like, well, could be on over here on Raw working carrying cross, you know? That's going to be fun. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to talk about them too much, but, like, let's – if he stays and he goes to the main roster – He's Dolph Ziggler. Long term. Like, I mean, let's be honest. I agree, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that, you know, AW, like, let, I mean, let's be, it depends on your definition, I guess. I think that's where there's a big disconnect is like a certain segment of fans think that you have to be world champion to matter because, I mean, let's be honest. You kind of do over there. Yes. That's not the case here. I mean, Cole could come here and he doesn't need to be world champion, but he's going to be presented as mattering. That's the thing with Hangman. You know, people will talk about they've wasted Hangman in this long bill, but he's always like they've presented him as a big deal the entire time he's been there. Like, and I like <clears throat> there's a hierarchy. You know, we've talked about this. Um, there's a difference between, you know, losing on TV and being listless and not going anywhere versus winning on TV all the time. And yeah, maybe you're not doing the highest profile stuff, but like you're always presented as, as being important and mattering. And like, you don't need to be world champion to be important. Like that's the thing, you know, they've got 15 guys who realistically feel, I mean, that might even be low, but like yeah. realistically feel important on their show. Um, and so Adam Cole, I mean, he would just—he'd just be another one of those guys. I mean, there's no question if they bring Cole in, he's going to be a protected, you know, top-level guy. Um, they don't—that's the fun. Like, they don't need him. Like, if you can get him, get him. Of course, get him. But yeah, I mean, either way, I. But he is. 
Like, not very many people even still have left voluntarily. Like, everyone's been released. And, like, Brian, Brian's won, but it hasn't happened yet. So Cole's got this opportunity to kind of beat him to be that. Moxley was that, but that, that was already a long time ago. Mm. Um, like, who else has there been that didn't get released? So, so you had FTR, right? They got out. Yeah, they got released. But, they no, I think they was, like, I want to say they were a month before the mass release. Yeah, like, it wasn't. Yeah, but because they, 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 they asked out a bunch, right? That's what I'm yeah. like. You mean in terms of like contract ended? I'm not resigning, yes. but yeah. that's so rare now because they sign everyone's those five right. year, you know, monsters. So, no, you, you are right. Though. I think there's truth to it. I just because obviously Andrade asked out, right? I don't know. It's, it's interesting, man. I the thing with Cole, here's one thing I do think is really interesting about Cole and fun as a fan. Everyone sees MJF as the, the heir to the throne, as the villain, right? Like, he's next as the heel guy. What's interesting is Cole could call that into question. Yes. Because I don't think Cole is as good a promo as MJF. He's a very good promo, though, and he's very charismatic. And here's the biggest thing. I think MJF's much better in ring than people give him credit for. Whether you like the looking at the hands matches or not, like, Adam Cole can have big-time main event matches. He's mm-hmm. proven it. Across the globe. So you end up in a situation where it's like, listen, man, if Cole comes in and he gets over big and he slows down the progression of MJF, I think you and I both have to sit there and be like, that's if that's what's best for promotion, that's best for promotion, right? Like we can't be married to these. And this is a big thing, I think, that people lose. We cannot be married to the progression of our guys just because they're our guys. That helps no one. If they want to be a big-time promotion, which is what they are right now, and that's what they're trending towards, that's what you need to do. Like It's it's like if CM Punk being in AEW means that I don't, I get less Eddie Kingston, that's that's winning at the end of the day, right? Like the comparison I've always made, Matt, is, and this will pop you, I'm sure, is like when the Lakers signed LeBron James, it's like, yeah, that's probably going to mess up Brandon Ingram's development, right? Sorry. <laughs> Well, that one, that's a tough one for me, too, because that's not how I watch wrestling. It right, but I think a lot of people, for a lot yeah, of people, I know, that's how I know they do. Yeah. Right. But, like, for me, that's hard for me to, like, I don't have a level <laughs> of favorite where, like, if you mess them up, it ruins the show for me. I don't ever get to that level. Um, so that way, that one's, I get exactly what you're saying. And, and there is, like, let's be honest, if they don't put the belt on Hangman, that's a mistake. He's there though. Like yeah. I, see, he's different. Like, so for yeah. example, okay, if they was to sign okay, I'll use Brian. Here's how I put it. If Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson is your top baby face, means that Jungle Boy has to slow his progression. I do not think that is just bad because that that's that equals bad. Like to me, it's like, okay, but look at what you got, Brian. And as this comment says here, it's a matter of rewarding how over guys get and how good guys are. As yeah. long as doing that you're fine and and the standard will go up you know what i'm saying because like, as you said not everyone needs to be world champ anyway so i just think that's a big thing that philosophically people would get wrong to me anyway i think you run in i think an interesting thing and i mean i think this is really true of AEW is it's got to be guys that fit the mold bray white's the one that scares me and I don't even, I'm not even knocking him. Like we can, we can go into that, but like he is one who I don't feel like he really fits the AEW mold. And that's not to say that he can't, 
you know, maybe he gets there. And I do think the fans are, you know, he's very popular. Let's not pretend otherwise. That one would bug me a little bit. That would be an example of like him coming in and knocking everyone down a peg. That one would probably bug me personally a little bit. I don't know that any everyone else would agree with that. Um, but like Brian and Cole, like they should be here anyway. I do fear the lore. <laughs> I sw- like I'm not even if he comes in and does like sci-fi bullshit, I'm gonna be on here every week bitching about it. Like, not to the levels of it's going to ruin the show for me, but I will be on here complaining every week. So y'all can be prepared for that. Um, there's ways they can make Bray fit in, but having him do – I don't want to see sci-fi bullshit on AEW. Like, when the broken stuff, they got rid of that so fast. Thank God. Um, it just doesn't fit. Okay, here, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be devil's advocate because you know where I'm at on Bray, like, legitimately, I think – Frankly, I think it kind of sucks. But here's the deal. The thing I was scared to say. Okay, now here's the thing. And we're behind a paywall so we can have some fun. Here's why Bray does fit. If ever there was a wrestler that got over without ever getting the machines back, backing behind him, it is Bray. He got over three characters in about five years and they murdered every single one of them, okay? Matt, I need to stress this to you. Two years ago, that is not a long time, okay? It may feel like it because of the pandemic. It's two years. He debuted at SummerSlam and in four months outsold Becky Lynch as the top merch seller of 2019, okay? He, we are now talking about him going to Impact Wrestling. <laughs> it's, been, it's been two years. So while I agree with you, to the wrestling fan that sits in the stands at every show, wherever it be, you know, AEW or WWE, they view, whether we agree or not, and I think we're both shared on this, but they view Bray as the ultimate what if. They think they messed him up. In that sense, he fits AEW, if you get what I'm saying. Now, as a talent, maybe not, but I think in that sense, he does. The weird thing for Bray, for me, because as soon as you said he never had the machine behind him, I kind of perked up a little bit. Because it's weird because I feel like, all three times he had the machine behind him, and then they just gave up on him. Like, I don't think you can say that they weren't behind The Fiend. Like, The Fiend was like... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the right way to put that, but, like, I mean, they murdered Seth Rollins. No, you're right. You're right. It's the wrong phrase. But, yeah, no, I I know what you mean, though. But I think it's weird because I really do feel like they were behind him three times, and they just gave up on him three times. Now, personally... I can make the case that that they should have given up on him. Fair. Not everyone will agree with me on that, and I'm fine with that. Like that's a subjective opinion. I don't, I don't believe that he's good enough in the ring to sustain what you need from him. Um, like I mean, my person, if if he comes to AEW, I would like him to be a tag team guy. <laughs> See, here's, here's the thing. So I agree with you, but there's some stuff they did. Like Goldberg was bonkers, dude. Yeah. Like Goldberg, like as much as we all laugh back, because neither of us give a shit, and it is funny objectively. Like the idea of building a monster so that you can have a babyface beat them. Firstly, it's funny that Roman was going to be the babyface anyway, because you'd already done that fifteen times, right? But like the idea that you just have Goldberg beat him and then dipshits over there were just like, yeah, but it's fine, just rebuild him. It's like, no, you idiots, that's it, it's over. I agree. I actually think I was completely wrong for saying they wasn't behind him because they made so much merchandise and they had him on TV all the time. You're right. 
they cut his legs off, is the point. Yes, 100%. and, and here, here's what's really interesting. I went to the CM Punk YouTube video and I'm you know, I'm scrolling the uh, the comments, and brother, people have Bray on the same tier as Brian and Punk, and it is outrageous. The amount of comments I saw that were like, hopefully Brian next and then Bray, and then we're rocking this like. Wait, who is this guy you've seen? I don't think he's ever a good match in four years. <laughs> and let, you know, let's be clear because I want to be full. Like I 100% believe that outside of the ring, Bray is talented enough yeah. to be very compelling without doing the sci-fi bullshit that hopefully they won't let him do. Um, I definitely think he can reinvent himself into something very, very interesting. I'm just not sure if the in-ring is going to back it up enough. Now, maybe, you know, outside of of their machine and, like, the certain way you have to do things, maybe we'll end up being blown away and he'll have some other, you know, or maybe he'll just work with the right people and it'll be fine. Um, my fear with Bray is the matches. I really do. And, and just the fear that Tony lets him do dumb shit that we don't want to see. Yeah. If he keeps him to where it's like, look, Someone, I think someone said it in the chat, and I think you could bring back the similar version of what he was when he first became Bray Wyatt. I would be 100% on board with that. Um, personally, I'd like to see him do something totally different because I think he's capable of it. Um, my thing that I pointed to, and, and we don't even really know what it was because he got hurt, but like there was that brief moment where, like, when he teamed with Roman and he was kind of just like this badass, almost like biker looking guy, and he was. I would like him to play with that because I think he could be very interesting as like just a badass um, who we know is going to cut. Like we know he can cut a promo. I don't think anyone questions yeah. that. Um, and even like his accent, his delivery, like he can come up like seeing Bray Wyatt as like a quiet assassin baby face, like could be really interesting. I just don't know if he can back it up enough in the ring for it to matter. Um, yeah. I will say that, you know, as much as we say he doesn't fit, man, how unique could he end up being? Because he and, doesn't and, fit. And what did Dylan say on our show there where he said, the beauty of AEW is if you like wrestling, we have something for you. Yeah. We, you and I, we're we're sitting here, we're not even angry about the factory versus the gun club. You know, right. we're already on board. We've got our fleet signs. We wave the flags. There is an audience that will come with Bray Wyatt. And they may not watch on TNT, they may instead watch on YouTube, or they may be aware. But when you add him to Malachi, because you already sort of Malachi, like, did you see his numbers online? Like, he, yeah. there's an audience that's come with him. There is. Yeah. Same I'm thing sure. happened with Bray. And I, my biggest thing, mate, is I just think people are too quick to dismiss him. That sounds hilarious after I said I think he's the shits. But I like Tony Khan needs to talk to Bray and see what he thinks. He has yeah. to. He's a big deal. Now here's the here's the really funny part, man. Did you see how quickly Brian Alvarez <laughs> fucking immediately after Dave said Bray was coming in was like, yeah, some people reached out to me and said, hmm, I don't know about that. Very, That was interesting. That really is an interesting one. Um, and I, Look, my immediate reaction when I saw it was all no. But, I mean, it really – there's the truth is it's a different environment. We don't know what, you know, like I really wasn't that excited about Black and he's been tremendous. I mean, he hasn't done that much, but like he's been great in what he's done. And they've, um, it's been this nice balance of, I mean, clearly they're letting him do what he wants to do, but they've also reined him in a little bit. Like we're not seeing, like I've loved his promos. The first one yeah. he did was a little, 
Yeah. But even <laughs> that, like, I'm not going to lie, and this is lore bullshit, but, like, when I realized he was calling back that Cody promo on Dustin, that did pop me. Like, I won't even – I didn't realize it at the time, but when I saw someone bring it up, I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, he's been good. Um, I mean, he, I think he's a better wrestler, better in ring. I don't, I don't, wouldn't think I'm offending anybody with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's an interesting one. Hey, shoot. Speaking of interesting ones, have you seen Braun is in Milwaukee? Fans are taking pictures of him at a local gas station where Dynamite is. That. I'm sorry to hear that response. I can't defend that. Like, that one will upset me legitimately. Wait, so you're higher on Bray than Braun? Yes. In this specific promotion, yes. Because Bray, I can at least... Who the hell's Braun going to work? I don't know, dude. He just comes out and says his own name and kicks the shit out of it. I don't know, Matt. Dude, do you know how funny he would be on the YouTube shows? Well, that that no, I did say that, and I agree with that. If if you sign Braun and keep him only on YouTube and beating the <laughs> shit out of people, I'm all in. Like that's incredible. But when you start, <laughs> so I got to read this for people. Braun running back his Nicholas tag team with Marco, <laughs> same hair and everything. Good shit. I think I don't. I don't think Braun. Um, I don't think Braun's a good idea. Hang Let's on it's, apparently he was in Chicago last Friday. He just goes around. He just stands outside and waits us on open the door. <laughs> that rules. I and look, this is gonna sound like um legitimately, I think Braun and Bray going to impact would be really cool. And not even, like, I know how that sounds, like please keep them away from my promotion. But, but like Bray going to Impact would would really be a thing, right? Like, no, I agree. We talked about it earlier. Like, I think it would be good for the business. I'll be honest with you. Full disclosure, I think a lot of guys are about to leave WWE, and I think there's a lot of white guys that wear black trunks and have good wrestling matches are going to leave. And I would very much appreciate if one of these other promotions would like step up because yeah. I really like the guys on our roster. <laughs> And I do not really, I do not really need like all of these dudes coming in. Well, unless we're getting some of their show. Yeah, or maybe you know, maybe we get an eighth show and we just, <laughs> we just, you know, I don't, I don't know. What this, I just, I am a little bit concerned. I think a lot of people are about to leave WWE. That's not a scoop. That is merely just me seeing how things are progressing. You know, with the way NXT is changing, I think a lot of guys are not going to resign. And a lot of weird shit is going on. And I do not want every just like mechanic to get now. Obviously, I'm a big hypocrite because if Roderick Strong got released tomorrow, I'd be like having a petition and going outside and you know flying. And he's he's exactly that. He's a white guy that wears good matches. But I just I am a bit concerned. I would like Impact to step up, and if anyone could do it, I guess it is the Fiend Bray Wyatt and his friend Braun Strowman. Yeah, I know it's. We talked about this a little bit, like. It's sad that we're at a point with Impact and Ring of Honor where it literally feels like a startup third promotion is more viable than, yeah. than them. I <clears throat> Ring of Honor, I don't know the right way to, to put Ring of Honor. I, for one, I just don't think they're interested in doing it. Um, Impact, I just feel like it's so damaged that like they would have to put on tremendous TV for over a year. Or anyone would even remotely care 
Like I've said it so far gone. I've said it a million times on on Twitch shows, Matt. Like I really think, as much as it's unconventional, the only way to be a true third, I truly believe, is to run an event style system. I don't think there's enough days in the week to do the weekly thing anymore, dude, because Impact runs these pay-per-views and everyone gets fired up. You see it on Twitter, right? I know you're not watching them, but you see people, Slammiversary was great. Yeah. By the time that next Thursday rolls around, there has been four TV shows and people are just, they, they've moved on. Yeah. You need to just sell big matches. The problem with that is you need big talent to make big matches. Where's the big talent come from? Now's the chance if you're ever going to do it. Like, I just, that's, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like this third start, right? Like, so this is the thing. GC Dub does what I just said, and, like, they legit get more traction than those promotions, which is telling. Like, how many people do you see on Thursday nights, man, on your time on talking about Impact TV? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about NXT. Nobody. NXT is the same now. Like, yeah. and NXT, look, I laugh at NXT. It's a very dry show. It's still got a lot of good pro wrestlers, and no one watches it. Okay, this is fun. We've got about 10 minutes here. Reese is, this is his, this is very fun, okay? Reasonable AEW wish list for Reese is O'Reilly, Roddy, Generico, and Sting. Matt, give me give me a couple names from up there. I'm intrigued. Who would you So for me, just I would share Roddy and, and Owens just as a pop, personally. Yeah. Um, Owens is number one for me. Yeah. I think you're going to get that. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I feel like I – feel, <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody with, and I don't know anything either. So I want to be clear, but like, I feel like if, if he could leave tomorrow and come to AEW, he would. And, and that's, that's not based on anything. Cause I right. don't, I don't have sources or, right. or knowing. that's just the impression I get. Like he would, he would do very well in AEW. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody off the wall. And the problem is, and I don't even mean this, like, I haven't watched it in so long that it's hard for me to remember who yeah. all they have. Um, and they've cut a lot of guys too since you yeah. last watched, right? They've cut like a hundred people. So it's <laughs> um, yeah, man, God, I'm going to have to look. I'm sure there's so, like, there's going to be someone I'm going to see. Okay. Here's an interesting like, one for you, Matt. So someone said Aska and Candice LeRae. Aska's an interesting one. Yes, she is. Candice. Uh, Candice is great. Yeah. I feel like Candice might be done. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of had the same instincts, but I don't know what the situation is. She's pregnant, and I just I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't come back. Okay, what about this? Shouldn't, but hey, Matt, what about these two names? What about Bailey and Tony Storm for no reasons other than just the fact they're good professional wrestlers? That wouldn't be good for the discourse at all, would it, Matt? <laughs> I would love, love of that comment there. I would love to see Tony Storm in AEW. My God, just fucking violently dunked on the hugger. The legit boss, Sasha Banks. Jack Crosby would lose his mind. Get, would you get very angry about that? More big fan. Okay, so WWE guys. Um, I love that you've pulled up the roster. You, yeah, this the is roster. one of your best ever bits, and it's not even a bit. <laughs> um, and I know this is going to get a mixed reaction, too. Ricochet would still be on there. Yeah. Um, He's special, man. I can't yeah. believe they've got to, and you know what the worst about Ricochet is, Matt? He's like a bootlicker and their audience hates him. Yeah. It's the he's actually the worst thing ever. Like he's he's literally disillusioned both sides of the fan base. Who the fuck is Sam Stoker? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know who that is. He's got a title in this picture too. That's NXT UK, I think. 
Yeah, who cares about that? Yeah. The police. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot, honestly. Which is really weird to say, but like they don't the problem is they don't need people. Exactly. Um, you know who'd be fun, but would tower over everybody, so it'd be funny is Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Bob like that. that. That's yeah. an off the the wall one. But yeah, like that would be hilarious because he'd be so much bigger than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, here's okay, I'm gonna do non-reasonable ones. New day with Big E. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, and see, I, even, I don't even think about that because they're not yeah. realistic. Nakamura. Yeah, it'd be fun. I wish they, that would have been interesting. You know, because they and it's funny because when Nakamura, when that was kind of a thing. People were like, oh, well, he can't really wrestle that style anymore. And now you look at it and it's like, well, he'd wrestle even less if he was in AEW than he does in WWE. The whole style thing is like my favorite bit. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's just, it pops me. Like people don't watch the show and think everyone's doing like head drops. It's really weird. It, yeah. it befuddles me. It's like some, if you want to wrestle like Christian Cage, you could just wrestle like Christian Cage. He, they mm-hmm. don't have like a, a blueprint like that. Um, I want Drew or Sheamus. Sorry to hear that. I, I love Sheamus as a worker, but like I've seen him on television before. Stokely, somebody said Stokely. Stokely's good. I agree hundred yeah. percent with that. Can you imagine if Stokely'd been in AW since day one? He'd be a much bigger deal than he is over in AC. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> think anyone. That's one of those ones too where <laughs> I feel like, and I'm not going to do it because it's Twitter, but I could tweet that right now, and someone would argue with me about that. Yeah. And it's like, and I love Stoke. Like, he's hardly done anything. <laughs> he's he's one where it's like, you just wonder if it's a rib, all of it. Like, they really give him affection and fired the, the guy that on television, he was like, he's he's the next one. Like, Roddy's yeah. our guy, and he's the prospect. We're going to shape, and they fired him a week later. Like, who is that helping, you know? Like, that guy's pretty making 50 grand. Tyler Rose, good hand, but like, Amazing. I don't want to. I don't want to insult him because you know it's like, and this it can come, but I really feel like they signed him just so he wouldn't go to AEW. Agree. And the timing of that lines up too. And I hate saying that because he's so talented, and like they should have wanted him to begin with. Yeah. But like that's what that's, it feels like to me, and that's not even, like the pro. It's not even the evidence supports that. <laughs> Yes, they've done nothing with him. This yeah. is the first. I mean, that team they give him, those two Indian gentlemen, bless their hearts, they were terrible. Um, okay, a couple of numbers here from the chat, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. But Cesaro, where are you at on Cesaro at this point? He just re-signed. Um, I'm not trying to be a dick when I say this, but he probably got paid a lot. So as I'm forward, this is terrible to say, but the fact that he just signed a new deal almost makes him more likely to get the axe. That's awful. That's the evidence they've given me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where are you at on him? I mean, obviously an amazing wrestler. Where are you at on him in the fleet? I mean, it'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I agree. He's. Uh, this is tough because this is one of those topics that I, you know, people get so mad at you about um, to sit here and speculate about guys leaving and like. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, no. let, let's be real. Like, there aren't that many slots left. Um, no. And and we're reaching a point where, like, I don't know that their roster is better. <laughs> No, this be honest. I, I said it in the chat. That'll piss people off for real if we if we want to take that. No, public, but 
I think it's a real thing because every week they make less of their assets and AW makes more of theirs. Right. I think it's a very real thing. Now, the, the thing with, I said this in the chat earlier, I'm at a point, this probably explains why Adam Cole, like, eh, however, I want guys that are needle movers, which is a, my favourite phrase now because if one uses it, it pops me, or just favourite wrestlers of mine because I want my favourite wrestlers to be on my favourite show. That, and that is literally, like, it's like Cedric Alexander is a guy that I think is wonderful. Because he is neither of those things, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And that's like, I don't want to get into this area where it sounds like we're insulting him. But yeah, like, I would love to watch Cedric Alexander matches on YouTube. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, what difference is that really going to make? Which, of course, we're saying that. And of course, we've just spent the last month talking about Buddy Murphy. So he's a, he's a favorite. That's what they, that, yeah. that's what they, yeah. and, and, and again, I said it earlier. Listen, I'm not here to tell you that I'm being objective when I tell you that. I would legitimately, if it was announced on Derby.com that Roddy Strong had been fired, I would legitimately be like, oh, fuck Adam Cole. <laughs> and because that, but that's what wrestling should be, right? We're supposed to like these wrestlers. Like, like, it's one thing, we, we can have objective conversations around here, but if you're in the chat and your favorite wrestler is, I see Kushida comes up. I love Kushida. If he's your favorite wrestler, you can you can want him to be elsewhere. You're allowed. It isn't, you know, this is not, this is not Vietnam, Smokey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're, you're clear. Now, before we get out of here, I'm intrigued, Matt. Tag team tournament, we won't speak until the final is done on Friday. So, who are we thinking? I'm still going Lucha Bros. Where are you at in terms of I who's going to. Yeah. Because um, you don't go back to Jurassic Express. They just did that. And it's not. Yeah. It's not the Hollywood Blondes, is it? Like, I don't think so. Or varsity Blondes. Um, yeah, it's got. I I don't see how it can be any of one other than the Lucha Bros. So they're wrestling twice tonight, right? Because the final I believe is advertised Friday. So good point. watch watch Penta's bump count tonight. <laughs> watch that. So I assume that will open to give him enough time to like. That's he'll probably about that. You could yeah, also do show in the main event. The. I think you're gonna get. This is my prediction. Okay. Opener the tag. Hour mark, we're going to do, I think Orange and Hardy are going to be the hour. I think the last match of the night will be the women, which will be TK pretending to give them the main event, but he didn't really give them the main event. And then they'll give like a 20-minute slot to whoever Punk's doing. That's my read on it. I still don't think Punk's the main event. Only because my honest logic to it is if Punk's the main event, then he's got a hard cutoff on time. Whereas if you put him anywhere else on the show, if he goes a little long... You can sort it out somewhere else. Um, so maybe he's the hour mark then. Yeah, you could do that at the top of the hour. That's, I, I mean, I still think Punk's opening the show, and I'll probably be 100% wrong for the same he reasons might. we've talked about. I'm just like, they might start chanting CM Punk if he's not. And maybe we're totally wrong about that, but that's my read. Um, you know, we thought they were going to chant for him at SummerSlam, and they didn't. Um, from those from those fans are... I don't think those fans are going to those shows anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think that's shifted. Is they're going to AEW now, um, and that's good. I mean, frankly, that's to let them enjoy their show up there. You know, it's like yeah. now. Here's here's the thing. This could age tremendously. So I'll ask you: What's your reaction going to be if Code Man comes out tonight and runs off Malachi? Too soon. Yeah, it would suck, right? Yeah, I'll probably pretend to like it because it's Cody, but too soon. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> Now, I want to be clear that I actually like Cody. 
but I 100% play it up and I will continue to do that. Um, so I'm just going to tell you the bit and then keep doing the bit. <laughs> yeah. We have a friend um, who we won't name who did the same thing with Triple H for years. And this is my tribute to that act. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to continue to do that. All hail Cody Rhodes. Um, create a new title for him. Oh, that's tremendous. I hope he comes back with his hair dyed black again because that worked great. The and then, time. By the time they do the match, he just goes back. <laughs> yeah, because everyone hated it. <laughs> but, well, the thing that's interesting about Cody, and I, I, I'm going to genuinely have it. Like, I could 100% see Cody not coming back just to prove that he could fucking not come back. Like, he strikes me as being like that, like, that he'll stay away for six months just to prove he can fucking do it. Because um, he strikes me as that kind of stubborn. If ever there was a time, Matt, this is it, right? Like, yeah, you know, they don't need him. And how weird is that to say versus where he was when they started? They do not need Cody at all. Um, and that's so I, so I genuinely like him, and they don't need him at all. Um, come a long way, man. Roster has come a very, very long way. And as I say that tonight, tune in for the Factory versus the Gun Club live on TNT. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm messing. <laughs> I actually have no problem with it. I like QT. I've always liked him. But before we get out of here, folks, Friday night, as Rampage ends, you're going to come over here. This is a new weekly show, The Late Night Grin, correct, man? The best logo ever with Bob's face. Yes. We've got um, an alternate version of that that will debut at some point. <laughs> Indeed. Um, it is going to be a Friday night kind of community event slash like weird like party thing where we all just pop for a couple of hours. I don't know if we're going to do three hours a week. Hey, it's raining in a little bit. Three hours, long show. Two hours, definitely. Seems logical. And Bob's going to be there. Jack's going to be there until he has to be a coward and go be a father, which is, you know, lame. Um some other guests are going to come along the way. It's going to be pretty exciting, right? It's bobbering time, as Josh says, Danny. It is bobbering time. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far and make everyone think that we're just going to goof off the whole time because we are going to have real. We'll still have actual stuff we'll talk about. I think we have an idea for. Can we go ahead and tell them our idea for Friday? Oh, yeah, um, okay. yeah, Joe and I have been talking about the theory of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin relaunching World Class Championship Wrestling, <laughs> and so we'll probably spend time on on what that hypothetically would look like, and probably book the territory to pop ourselves. Um, and we'll still end up talking about Rampage. I mean, I mean, that's going to happen, um, and we'll talk about whatever. Um, I think we're going to try to engage the chat a little bit more. Don't get mad at this if it doesn't happen. Um, I tried that because Dynamite's kind of a down week as well. I thought, let's try and get the chat going. So yeah. I tried my best, man. I tried. It was okay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what all happens. Um, we're going to try to get Tony Khan on every week. <laughs> I still wonder if Jeremy actually – he probably did, right? Like, he probably, probably really did. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget that Jeremy – I once sent Jeremy Michael Thompson's tweet where he was like, um, Eddie Kingston's a better promo than Rock. And Jeremy was like, I'm going to get him on the show. I was like, okay. And he was like, he's on the show tomorrow. Get ready for it. I was like, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Jeremy also once emailed Brett Brown when he was fired from the Sixers asking if he'd like to do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he has never shown any interest in wrestling. It's one of my favorite bits ever. 
I assume uh, Jeremy will show up every now and then too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, I think Joe, you put it best. We're we're gonna try to recapture the magic of last week and fail repeatedly, um, but it'll be fun. Um, I think we'll probably do it pretty much every week. Um, I think so. Yeah, it's, I mean, same people. Dude, this that video's got two hundred and fifty views, and I don't know how that's actually possible. But like, people have told me they've rewatched it. So, yeah, I can't. Oh. Hey, look, man. I in all seriousness, and we'll get out of here because we want to watch Dynamite. Like, and at some point I'm going to stop saying I'm new to this, but like legitimately like the compliments you guys have given me, um, like this is pretty insane. Um, and I tweeted it and I meant it. Like, I don't feel like I'm any good at this. Like I'm just coming on here and bullshitting with my pal. Um, but if you guys are enjoying it, all hail man. And like, we'll do this Friday night thing. And if you guys are with us, then we'll keep doing it. And if, if you tell us it sucks, then we'll stop doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think we're having as much fun as anybody else is. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Listen, Friday's concept. I mean, you, we've pretended it was like a nothing big. We're gonna we're gonna go for it. I don't know if we're gonna prepare, but when we get into the, the thicker things, we're gonna be booking the territory, as you said. So yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a blast. And the cowboy hat seems to pop people, so maybe that maybe I'll bring it back. <laughs> What a surprise that would pop people. What an incredible. As I yeah, said, it looks, seen that coming. <laughs> definitely not what he was going for. <laughs> anyway, folks, you can follow the power at Confirm Shoot. You can see me tomorrow on the distraction and the post on Twitch. Maybe saying on here, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, enjoy Dynamite. All hell. <laughs>